At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. This is Negative M.I.P. With Masamela Matfumal. Mark Thompson. Get woke. Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time of the month. The new jobs report is out. We're going to talk about it, as always, with the chief economist at the Center on Budget and Policy Priorities, centeronbudget.org. He is the chief economist. He's bad. He's Chad. Chad Stone, everyone. How are you, man? I'm well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Always great to see you. Good. Yeah, you too. Um, so not... not the half a million that you know but i don't really know honestly who really could was expecting that you know i don't I didn't hear anybody say oh we're gonna get a half a million considering everything we're dealing with well that, um, that was the so-called consensus whatever that means among among forecasters that so so but a lot of people were willing to take the under and i was sort of thinking of the under not not willing to bet yeah yeah but yeah, I don't. It, yeah, one hundred sixty-nine thousand. Um, that that was that was much lower than anyone expected, actually. Yeah. And um, and and it, it's true that that there were revisions to the previous two months, um, and on average, um, we've added five hundred sixty-one thousand jobs a month. So that's another thing that put that that figure in people's head. I think. Yeah. Yeah. This year we've added five hundred sixty-one a month on average. But right, right. months a million and some months 169,000. Right, right. It's going to be like that. Um, now, I'm sorry, 194,000. It's the revision. It's right. the revisions that were 169,000 that got added to it. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Now, uh, the, un the, the administration is touting that the unemployment rate uh, has gone down. Um, but you all, you always, sober us with uh, the U6 and, and what that means. And and that is sometimes more a, more of a reflection of, of what joblessness is, correct? Yeah, the U6 measure takes into account people who are not officially unemployed because they haven't looked for work recently, but but they're called they're they're classified as marginally attached to the labor force because they have looked in the past year and they, they could well take a job if, if if offered, but they're not actively looking. And it also includes people who are working uh, what's called part-time for economic reasons, meaning they're not getting as many hours as they would like. So they are underemployed. So U6 is a measure of of unemployment plus underemployment, and and that's and that's higher, although that's come down as well. I forget the U6 number on my off the top of my head. It's in it's in, it's in the tweet thread, like something like twelve five. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's that's right. Well, well, the 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 the, the yes. U. Yes. Now I'm looking if the what you have here, 
official unemployment rate of 4.8%. Folks, you should always read Chad's thread too at Chad CBP, CBPP, at Chad CBPP. Official unemployment rate of 4.8% under understates joblessness. Right. More realistic you are is 7.4%. Yeah. When, when workers misclassified as working rather than unemployed in the survey from which you are is estimated, plus exits from the labor force. I was watching uh, someone on television uh, earlier say that, that this is very real in the sense that, especially amongst women, because childcare is still a challenge and more of a challenge uh, in the middle of this pandemic, a, a lot of women just stopped. Right. So, and that's, so that probably adds to that more realistic number, doesn't it? Yes. So, so the, the U6 measure, we, we talked about that in past recessions and we haven't paid as much attention to it this time because of this uh, focus on the, 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 and I put it in quotations, the, the, the more realistic rate. And it's as you described it, um, people, it's the official unemployment rate. Plus there's a little bit of misclassification of people in, in the survey. Uh, people answered the question or the surveyors didn't follow up properly in, in getting an answer where some people who are, should have been counted as as unemployed or counted as employed and and that that's a smaller piece of it but the bigger piece is what you're talking about which is people who the, the fact that labor force participation um is much lower than it would have been than it, than it would be in a, in a normal strong labor market so because of the pandemic and because of, especially for women as you say or or or, or parents of children uh Sometimes it's the father who stays home, but mostly it's the woman who stays home, or the mother who stays home. Um, th those people are not actively looking for work, even though they, so they're not in the labor force, but they would be if, if, if uh, the pandemic uh, were not holding things back and if childcare responsibilities were not holding them back. If, 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 more, if daycare was open, it was easier issue with schools. Um, so excess, leaving the later labor force because of all these factors because the labor force is people who are actually working and people who are actively looking for work who've looked for work in the last four weeks and a lot of people who would like to be working aren't searching therefore they're not because of the reasons we're talking about yeah and, and others some yeah. some lot of discouragement but but now um uh, um we as we look at some of the unemployment rates as well um, well, first, let me say this. We've talked a lot about the hospitality industry. You cite very little change in eating and drinking places, employment due to virus. That's that's a reality. Public education hiring, low public, public education hiring also kept the numbers down, too. Correct. Right. So. Leisure and hospitality, we've talked about a lot over the over the course of the recovery. Um, that was that was a sector where most jobs where the most jobs were lost, and that was women and, and workers of color working in, in leisure and hospitality industry who lost jobs. Now they came back halfway um, pretty quick, and it's, it's been a little more sluggish coming back. But the comeback in leisure and hospitality has put people back to work, and and, and closed the jobs the jobs deficit. But in the last two months, leisure and hospitality growth has come exclusively or almost exclusively from um, entertainment, sports, 
recreation and not from eating and drinking establishments because the virus, especially the, the Delta variant, has held back eating and drinking, even though it, it's, it's up more than it used to be, but it's, it's still discouraged. And education, state and local education. Um, in September, there, there should have been a big jump yeah. As, because that's the normal time when, when people are coming back to, to schools. But, but the, the hiring in schools has been messed up um, by, the, by the pandemic. Um, the pattern has been messed up. And so not as many people showed up as coming back to work in September in, in state and local education. And so that was, that was a drag because it was yeah. lower than expected. So those two things are pretty big factors contributing to the particularly low. More MIP after this message. Four and a half million people were working part-time for economic reasons in September, meaning they were involuntarily working fewer hours than they would have liked. That is down from a peak of 10.9 million in April of 2020, but still 70,000 higher than in February of 2020. Right. Almost, almost any indicator you look at has improved greatly from, from April of 2020, which was the depths of the recession, to now. But almost every one of them, almost any indicator you look at, is still not back to where it was in February of 2020 before the pandemic. So we still have a ways to go. And of course, the economy, or at least the population, has been growing over that time. The working age population has been growing. So you'd actually have to do better than just get back to where you were in February 2020 to be back to to true full employment. But there was some there was some good news in the uh, in the household data about the, the fact that there's substantial um, growth in the number of people with jobs and a substantial decline in the, in the number of unemployed. Now, the number the number of unemployed. The, the decline in the number of unemployed was larger than the number of new uh, than, than the growth in employment. So that means some of those unemployed people were not staying in the labor force, but had dropped out. But but most of them most of them were, and we did we did see um, the a pickup in the share of the population with with a job, which is which is a good thing. Um, it's 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 a, it's the highest it's been since March of uh, of um, 2020. Um, and so, so some things are moving in the right direction. And uh, even though, even though the headline jobs number it was very disappointing, some of some of the stuff on the household side is encouraging. Yeah, especially the rise in in the share of the, of the population with the job. What impact? Well, let me. You, you mentioned unemployment. Let me let me do this first. You're right. Number of uh, long-term unemployed fell to 2.7 million but still well over two times higher than the 1.1 million in February of 2020. Right. And, and here, obviously you would also make the argument, uh, you know, how we really need to, to, to update, uh, improve and overhaul the, the unemployment system anyway, right? Right, yes, for sure. That's, that, that might be something that we need, we need to keep putting pressure on policymakers to do after all the, the big push right. on, uh, on current Especially if they, especially if they have to cut back on what they're doing politically to get something passed. I mean, I still think, I still think we're going to get a, we're going to get a good package between the infrastructure and the Build Back Better, helping people over the long run. But it's 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 under political pressure. But yeah, unemployment insurance made a really huge difference in the depths of the recession in helping out an awful lot of people 
but all of the federal programs are basically gone now. Um, and, and state unemployment insurance systems are, in many cases, really bad. The small proportion of the people who lose their jobs through no fault of their own, which is who are supposed to get unemployment insurance, you don't get it if you quit, but if you lose your job through no fault of your own, you should qualify for unemployment insurance. Not enough do. States don't provide adequate benefits. A lot of states, a lot of states don't provide sufficient weeks of unemployment insurance. Yeah, yeah. That's troubling. We also, and not a lot of change when it comes to the low wage workers being disproportionately affected when it comes to job losses. The largest are in the low wage industries. Um, right. If you look at industries by the average wages that they pay and you rank them yeah. by, with by employment. So private sector jobs before the before the recession in February of 2020, low wage workers made up a third of the jobs when you divide into three three groups of roughly equal size, but they're fifty-six percent of the job losses of the private sector job losses since February 2020. So they got hit much harder than the middle third or the upper third of industries, according to wage, ranks yeah. according to wages. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's go back to education for a minute. You would have thought, or we would have thought, wouldn't we, that education would, would come in a lot stronger since schools are reopening, but it actually hasn't come in as strong. Why, why is that, I, I wonder? Part of it is, a statistical issue having to do with the complicated and boring uh, topic of seasonal adjustment. We, we know that there's going to be a, every September, there's going to be a big jump in employment, in education. And if we're trying to discern trends, we want to take out the normal seasonal factors. And so the data that usually gets reported is seasonally adjusted data that smooths out known seasonal patterns so they can detect the underlying trend. But yeah. in the pandemic, nothing's been normal. So the, the fluctuations in education employment have not looked like the fluctuations in previous seasons. And yet seasonal adjustment factors are being applied to try to smooth it out and detect a trend. So some of it is an artifact of trying to serve one purpose rather than another, uh, trying, to, trying to talk about trends rather than to count the actual number of people, because it can be misleading. If one were to look at a time series of non-seasonally adjusted data over several years, it would, it would spike up at the same time every year and break down at the same time in every year, and it would be noisy. And the seasonal adjustment is that out. But in unusual circumstances, that can, that can produce results that aren't telling the true picture of what's going on. Now, it's probably still the case that everything's not back to normal with education hiring, mm -hmm. but it's probably not as bad as the, the official data suggests. Yeah, yeah. But we don't know. Percent change in number of jobs, February 2020 to September 2021. Low wage, negative 5.3. Medium wage, negative 3.2%. High wage, 0.8%. And 3.1. I'm sorry. A gain, right? Yeah, right, right, right. All industries negative 3.1%. So just, just to kind of give everyone an, an idea of, of what's going on there. More MIP after this message.
in terms of, and we touched on this as well, Black and Hispanic women likelier to lose jobs in this crisis from February 2020 to September 2021. Black women, negative uh, 4.6%. And that number was, when we first started looking at this, that number was almost double right. um, a couple of months ago. So it is coming down. But the question still is, why is it so high? At this hour, uh, Hispanic women have surpassed the uh, black women in terms of losses, negative 4.8%. They've usually been pretty close together, uh, but but that's uh, that's very real. So um, all these things still ongoing. We want to also a- acknowledge the education piece too. And, and folks go to at Chad CBPP to see all of this. Workers without a bachelor's degree have experienced largest job losses uh, same period of time, February 2020, September 2021, less than high school, negative 7.9%. Um, uh, high school, no college, negative 6.3%. Uh, some college down 5.3%. Bachelors and above, up 0.7%, plus 0.7%. So, you know, it, people obviously um, who are in low wage industries, who are minorities, particularly women, um, uh, and who don't have as much education or suffering. But just to add, to update on one other category, foreign-born workers have experienced largest um, job losses. For those native-born to this country, negative 2.4%. That's been the loss. Foreign-born, negative 3.2%. Now, when it comes to women, Again, heavily impacted, native-born women in negative 3.4%, but foreign-born women, 4.6%. So again, women, women of color, women of color without education beyond high school, these are the ones that are still being hit the hardest. I guess the other thing to wonder about, Chad, is what impact, if any, the vaccinate, come back to work with vaccination mandate may or may not be having. I, I don't know how who's culling that information, but have you thought about that? Yeah, I mean, the fact that employers were given, were ordered to do what they wanted to do, which is require workers to be vaccinated. I mean, that, I mean that, that's good in the long run because because right. that will that will bring people back. I don't know about 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 the difference. It's, it's, it's bigger employers that have to do that. So, and, and a lot of, um, a lot of the workers we've been talking about are, um, Working for smaller employers, and in, in some cases, uh, um, so I don't. So I don't really know. I haven't really looked at those data, um, or or yeah. I, don't, I haven't, haven't 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 figured out how to put all that that together. But I mean, the virus is still driving the economy. It's not the same in every geographical area. Um, it it's there 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 are places where it's not so bad, and places where it's still very bad. Um, and that has a lot to do with some of the policy, um, but but, th- but that matters. But you know, I we we've been talking about um, various category, various various subgroups, and and the racial comp- composition uh, uh, and the racial effects. I wanted to point out that if we look at just overall um, white, black, Hispanic, and Asian unemployment, um, the black unemployment rate actually fell from eight point eight to 7.9% in, in, in this month. Now there's some jumping around because of small samples, but 
so so that's that's the good side. That's a significant improvement. Seven point nine, of course, is still way too high and higher than higher than anybody else. <laughs> and yeah, higher than, yeah. higher than white black, white Hispanic or Asian. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seven point nine. What's the what's the white unemployment so, rate? So white, un, white unemployment rate in the month fell from four point five to four point two. So so in uh, in in August it was four point five, in September it's four point two. Yeah. As always, there just seems to be a, a baked-in formula in America. The um, black unemployment rate is always twice the white or close to twice. That's just right. like that's just a fixed number. It goes up and down, but it's never. It's, right. it's rarely um, much less than twice. So you know, but that's a whole another thing we've got to figure out. Um, right. One other statistic I want to uh, raise right now prime age uh, population with a job, and those are numbers that are still not great. Uh, I, I just had in front of me and the computer wants to do something different. But, but since comparing February and today, we're still talking about the disproportionality of, mm. of this and how, it, it, and, and folks, we talk about the prime population we're talking about people between the ages of uh, 25 and 54, correct? That's correct. Racial and ethnic disparities in share of prime age population with a job. In February for African-Americans, it was a 75.9. It is now 73 and a half. For Hispanics, 78% in February, 74.9 today. For whites, 81.5% in February, 79.2% today. So again, it's still disproportionately affecting Black and Hispanic workers. Right. So the white rate is always, always higher. And empl the empl employment to population ratio is a, a high number is a positive thing. A higher percentage of the population has jobs. And the gap between white, white and Black or white and Hispanic has, what am I trying to say? There is a gap in percentage point terms. It's wider now than it was in February of 2020, but not as wide as it was in the depths of the recession. But the bottom line is, as with, as with almost everything, every employment statistic you look at through a racial equity lens, there's a lot of improvement that needs to be made. <laughs> so before we go to things that I, I like to think about, as the school year progresses, might there be some of these education jobs kind of trickling back or is, is school open and that's pretty much it? I mean, I don't know if we have any way to know. But, well, I think, I think the statistics will probably show some coming back because we won't have that, the confusion of the seasonal adjustment factor that I talked about earlier. So it'll be a, a, a some the, the seasonal adjustment factors will be, will be smaller. Um, okay. In the fall, and so we'll get a truer read on what the trend, uh, what the trend is, and I, I would expect that it's going to come up. I, I would, I would think that the factors that we talked about earlier are suppressing the statistical reporting of education jobs in the state and local governments. But we'll okay. see. Okay. But I, but I, if 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 I went out on a limb, I would say that there's there are analytical reasons to and statistical reasons to think that it, it'll look better, and that'll be a more accurate picture. A second question, or last question, I should say, uh, and I know it's just we're just in October, 
but I also wanted to Chad, we, you know, normally the holiday season creates more jobs and job growth. But with this, with the pandemic, we just, we probably don't know about that either. It's probably too early to figure that out too. The, there are, I, I came across, I mean, I'm just in, in, in passing, came across some observations that holiday hiring plans seem to not be as strong as in past mm. years. Now, plans are not necessarily actual actions, but I, I, it sounds like it sounds like retailers and so and 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 I guess producers of, of stuff that would be sold at at, at holiday time. Um, they're probably um, they're, pro- they're probably expecting it's not going to be as good, um, but we'll see. Cer- now, certainly, certainly nobody's predicting gangbusters um, yeah, this holiday yeah, season. Yeah, when well, now that we're talking about it out loud, let I me mean, let's be honest. Even People are more spoiled than ever before doing online shopping because of COVID, right? You know, and so that's probably going to be it. You know, and I mean, people are probably not going to be rushing to get back out as comfortable as they got with online shopping. I just, you know, thought about that as we were talking about it. Even folks who weren't into it are now into it. <laughs> so that's something to think about as well. But, you know, of course, we're all curious, too, about the vaccine mandates and, and see what, what that yields and, and just what happens there. Folks, uh, Chad Stone always does an excellent job breaking down the monthly jobs report numbers. Strongly encourage you to check out his Twitter at Chad CBPP for the Center on Budget and Policy Priority, centeronbudget.org as well. Chad Stone is the chief economist at the Center on Budget and Policy Priorities. Chad, as always, buddy, thank you. You're welcome. Good to talk to you. Good to talk to you too, man. Thanks. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. Please remember to listen, like, and wherever you get your podcasts, please give the show a five-star rating. And please do spread the word. Let's all continue to pray for each other during this pandemic and this police-demic. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been Made Plain. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.